Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Well, hey, I'm, I'm really excited. Pastor Pam is in the house. Give it up for Pastor Pam. Come on, what a great surprise. What an honor. I don't know if you know, she's like the, the OG giant slayer you know, secret uh, ops type of demonic deliverance. And don't be confused by her kindness and her, her sweetness. You say hi to her, she's like, oh my gosh, she could never. But there's a, a powerful giant, come on, on the inside of her. It's amazing, we honor you, Pastor Pam. Thank you for being here. But hey, I'm really expectant this morning. I, I believe that this is Gosh, I think the greatest message that God has ever given me personally uh, from the Holy Spirit. I'm really expectant. I believe that, that God is going to add to our lives. He's going to convict us, challenge us, grow us this morning if we're open to, to hear from God. And, and uh, he's going to take us places. But I want to go to, uh, uh, jump right into uh, Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 49. We're going to read a good chunk of scripture this morning. How many of you know the word of God is good? Come on, our, our, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's always good to hear the word of God. Luke chapter 24, verse 46 through 49 reads, Then he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of, sin, of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Let me read it again. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Somebody say power. Until you're endued with power from on high. The title of this morning's message is When the Holy Spirit Comes Upon You. When the Holy Spirit Comes Upon You. Have you guys watched uh, um, The Equalizer? No, with, uh, I'm not endorsing the movie, but if you were at a merch, I will endorse it. You know, before he preaches, he does his little clock thing. I wasn't doing that, but it would be cool, huh? <laughs> We're about to slay some giants. Come on, somebody. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, um, it, 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 if, if you understand a little bit, if we understand a little bit of, of, of church world um, in, in America, we can easily see how the devil has targeted churches that believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, Pastor Jurgen tells us all the time, he's like, when we came from Australia, they told us, oh, don't preach about the Holy Spirit. San Diego is, is, uh, uh, is, is like the devil's ground when it comes to preaching about the Holy Spirit. It's like your church won't grow. The church will die. You know, just there's a stronghold. Do not talk about the Holy Spirit. 
Now, why, why, why do you think that is? If I was the devil, my gosh, I would try to keep the, 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 the most powerful, uh, uh, I don't want to say thing, because the Holy Spirit is not a thing, the most powerful, the most powerful uh, aspects of, of Christianity away from the church. I, I, I wouldn't want you to have power. Listen, if we're at war, I would take your, I want to take your weapons away. If, if we were at war, I'd be like, my gosh, how can I, how can I be so tricky? And you know, the devil is sneaky. You know, he like, he'll just come in and before you know it, he's right in there. That's why we got to be, we got to be watchful. We got to be vigilant. We got to be vigilant of what, of the works of, of God and what the enemy's trying to do. But if I was the devil, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get in the church. I'm going to get in pastor's minds and, and minister's minds. And I'll just, I'll let them believe and, and try to begin to think to themselves, you know what? I need to get more people in the church. I'm going to be a very friendly church. I'm not going to scare people. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not going to weird them out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be very, I'm, I'm going to be very friendly. I'm not going to say things like, you know what? Actually, maybe I should, you know, I, I, I think I'll just, I'll just let the Holy Spirit minister to people on their own and, and I won't talk about it. And you know, when they're experiencing that's, that's power, that, that's awesome for them. Can you see how sneaky the devil is? But listen, we live in a time of day to day where we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, to do everything and to accomplish everything that God has for us as a church. Listen, I love that we get to go to a church that is on an assignment to take a city, to take a state. Come on, California, Utah, Boise and Idaho and all the other places we're heading to. But, but that's not just for the church, that's for your life as well. Come on, this, this church empowers you with, to believe that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you power so you can take it with you out of the door, outside the doors of this church. Come on, into your home, into your workplace. Come on, into the, the soccer fields with your children. Come on, wherever you go, you got the power, come on, of the Holy Spirit upon you. That, that's where we are today. We need the power. Listen, I can't, I, with everything that I'm carrying myself, I can't do life with the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. I've tried before. In fact, as a Christian, and it doesn't work. I've tried to play golf without the power of the Holy Spirit. Nick, it doesn't work. I, I've tried to do things, it, it doesn't. If, if, I, don't know if, can, I don't know if you've ever experienced doing life without the power of the Holy Spirit. It sucks. Doing marriage without the power of the Holy Spirit, not clicking. Just yesterday, my wife and I fighting and arguing, and I'm trying to prep for the message. She's like, you will have no authority to stand on that stage and preach that word if you keep fighting with me. I said, we'll see. I go to my office and prep, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, come on, give me the word. I'm not seeing it. And the Holy Spirit goes, text your wife, ask her to forgive you. I'll read you the text. True story. I said, um, will you forgive me for not listening and not being patient and reacting and not being loving? The list could have continued, but I said, you know what, that's good for now. Okay? Let's not give her more ammo. And then she responded, yes, I will. Will you forgive me for reacting and getting intense? I was really trying to explain myself. 
<laughs> she said, stop. All right, I'll stop. Then it gets really good. <laughs> Anyways, we, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to say. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Let, let's go into Acts chapter 1. We see in, Acts, in Luke 24 that, that Jesus promises, hey, he says, just wait in Jerusalem. Wait until the promise of the Father. And then Acts chapter 1, this is Luke. Luke writes Acts 1. And it's been 40 days that Jesus has, after the resurrection, he's been appearing to all the disciples. And this is where we pick up in the story. Acts 1 verses 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. I have a quick question for you. Have you ever had to wait for anything? Have, have you ever had to wait for anything? Is, is it fun to wait for things? Give me a second. I, every time I like move, this thing shakes. And, you know, I tend to get crazy sometimes and water's going to fly everywhere. And so we probably don't want that to happen. But um, have you ever had to wait for things? It's not so fun to wait for things. But, but notice how the, the, the waiting comes with a promise. He said, wait for the promise. If, if you find yourself in, in a season of waiting or delay, just know that there's a promise attached to the waiting. It's okay to wait. Not only there's a promise, but also there's power when we wait. There's, there's, with the waiting, there comes a promise, and the promise is the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's okay to wait. He said, just wait. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Everybody say, Holy Spirit. You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to follow times or to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Look at how interesting this is. The, the, God, Jesus is like, like tell him what's about to take place in heavenly terms. And the disciples go, okay, will you at this time restore the, the kingdom of Israel? They're thinking earthly things. How many times do we not get so blocked and so stuck with earthly things and material things and tangible things? It's like, like, like that's all we can see at times as humans. Oh God, haven't you seen my job? My boss hates me. Haven't you seen all the problems that I have at home? My wife doesn't like me. Haven't you seen my kids are not listening? Oh my gosh, I'm, why am I experiencing lack? And, and, and all these things that concern us are really earthly things. But Jesus is thinking, no, 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 you're not getting it. If, if you'd only know what's about to take place. He says, Lord, will you, they say, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel to Israel? He said, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Everybody say power. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But you shall receive power. You know how we talk about power all the time, about the power of God? What, what is the power of God? What does the power of God do? What does it look like? So I want to give you the definition of the word power. The Greek word for the word power is dunamis. Dunamis. And um, it means, it comes from, from um, it talks about a force, specifically miraculous power, ability, 
abundance, meaning, might. There's power, there's strength, there's like a violence to it. There's a mighty, wonderful work, an ability to perform an activity. Now, I want you to look through the lens of what Jesus is saying. Just wait in Jerusalem. Wait where you are right now in your life. Where every, even though you feel angsty at times and you want things to happen and things to change, just wait and watch what's about to happen. Watch what's about to come on your life, upon you. Listen to this. There's going to be a force upon you, a miraculous power upon you, an ability, abundance, a meaning upon you, power, strength, a violence force, a mighty, wonderful work, an ability to perform an activity is coming upon you. Now, I want you to look through the lens also of your own life. Think about your family. Think about your spouse. Think about your children. Think about your career. Think about your business. Think about where you're heading. Think about your, your, the state of your life. What does your life look like right now? And, 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 and I want you to think, gosh, what would my life look like if, the pow- if I began to walk into power of the Holy Spirit. And I have a question for us. If, 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 I was, if I was honest with myself, would my life look the same if I was walking in the power of the Holy Spirit? Or, or have I been a victim of, of the lies of the enemy and, and the, the, the sneakiness of the devil of, of getting me to forget about the power of the Holy Spirit? Because we're going to see that the power of the Holy Spirit changes things. The power of the Holy Spirit brings results to things, to the church, to your life, to everything that you're involved with. Because there's, there's, there's something, there's an ability to work and to perform and to, to do miraculous power when you begin to walk in that. Man, my life couldn't be further from that. I, I feel like, you know, I'm going through discouragement. I'm, you name it, we go through all kinds of things. But I feel prophetically the Holy Spirit is wanting to open up our hearts and our minds to see and understand and get the revelation of what walking in the power of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit can look like. We've heard it before, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of revelation. It's, it's when you receive a revelation from God that you can, you, that Jesus begins to build his life, your life upon that revelation. Rem- remember Peter. Jesus tells Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ. And then Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And on this rock, I will build my church. What was that rock? Theologians believe that the rock that Jesus was talking about was the revelation that Peter had. We build our lives upon the revelation we receive from the Word of God, from the preaching of the Word. Come on, from, from a Wednesday night, from a Tuesday morning at prayer. That's why, that's why I believe the Holy Spirit is wanting to bring a revelation of the power. And what happens when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you with me this morning? All right. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. That was just a, an intro of, of what's about to take place. Acts chapter 2. So, so Jesus died. He rose again. He says, wait in Jerusalem. The power of the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. Then we come upon Acts chapter 2. And there's 120 disciples praying in John Mark's house. Now, what were they praying for? I don't know. I, I mean, if you look at the, the history of the disciples, they didn't always get it right. Jesus, we're going to Jerusalem. We're going to die with you. The soldiers come and they, they, they arrest Jesus. They all run away. 
And Peter, you know, kind of follows from behind. And, and they ask him, oh, you with Jesus? He's like, no, nope, I didn't know him. Denies him three times. So it's from history, we can kind of see that, that you know, I, I can't, I, put him, I wouldn't put my money on the fact that the disciples were like full of faith at the time. You know, their master just died, you know, and they rose again, but like they didn't always get it right. And if I look at myself, I don't always get it right. So like I can see how maybe the disciples were praying for protection. Oh God, protect us, they're after us. All the Jews and the Pharisees, they think we're coming up with lies saying that you rose again. God, show up. Ah, I'm scared. And then Acts chapter 2 comes around. Listen to this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were praying in one accord in one place. Can I just say with you, that's why it's so important to come to men's and women's prayer. Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m., all the men get together in the church building and we pray. Listen, we pray, we go after it for our families, for our wives, our kids. We go after it for our careers. We go after it for territory taking. Listen, this church has an anointing, an anointing to take territory. That's what we do at Men's and Women's Prayer. And before the coming of the Holy Spirit, what were the disciples doing? They were praying. I know we have the same in Coronado, 5.30 in the morning. We have it here. And the ladies meet at 7 a.m. and at 9 a.m. I want to encourage you to attend Men and Women's Prayer. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them utterance. What happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? What happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? What happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? This is, this is one of the most powerful stories of transformation. Of when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Notice how right before the Holy Spirit comes upon them, there's 120 of them praying in one place, probably scared and afraid. The Holy Spirit comes... They all begin to speak in tongues, which tongues is not weird, by the way. It's power. They're speaking in tongues. Everybody hears them. There's a big commotion. What is happening? What is taking place? Peter gets up and begins to preach a powerful sermon to 3,000 people. Now, now, that sounds awesome, but, but wasn't he just denying Jesus a few days ago? What happened to Peter? How was he able to, to get up with such boldness preaching the power of God? What took place? 3,000 people get saved. How is it that from 120 to 3,000 people getting saved? How is it that from no church to the, the rise of the church begins? The church starts. What was the difference? How is it that there's such transformation and, and these disciples that are so afraid, now they're full of courage. And there's momentum and things begin to happen and, and, and they're taking territory and there's an ability to do things and, and things are happening. What was the difference? The power of the Holy Spirit. The power 
of the Holy Spirit. Now listen, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against them. He's building his church. Yes, all the churches he's building, awakened church and the church. But guess what? You and I are the church. And, and, and he's building your life as well. He's building you. He's building me. He's building your family. He's building your business. Come on, somebody. He's building your life. But, but what happens, in, what can happen in our lives when the Holy Spirit comes upon us? Watch this. Some of the things that happen when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, the power of the Holy Spirit brought about a genesis, beginnings. It brought the beginning of the church. It brought a genesis. It brought, it's like, it's like, like there was a new chapter to the book. Some of you are about to experience, in fact, you're actually experiencing right now a new chapter on the book of your life. There's a beginning, but listen, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there's an ability to be a conqueror in this new chapter. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. It brings creativity, creation of movements. We have creative abilities. It brings territory-taking abilities. 3,000 people were saved. There was an anointing to take territory. Listen, you have an anointing when the power comes upon you to take territory. Now, now you are only going to know what that looks like for you. What does it look like for you to take territory? Maybe some of you have never owned a home. Maybe the power of God's going to come upon you. He's going to fill you with faith, and he's going to give you the grace and the wisdom, come on, to go in and talk to a lender and talk to a realtor, and hey, let's go by faith and let's begin to look. And you might end up owning a home by the end of 2023. Come on. Can I hear an amen? There's a power to take territory. Oh, Pastor Marco, I've never, I've never witnessed to anybody. I've never gotten anybody saved. I know it's one of the most powerful things that I've heard is, but I've never, you know, I could never because, you know, I can't even talk. Like, I don't even know anything that you're, like, you guys talk about. How could I ever, how could I ever come up with, like, all the scriptures and things you say? Like, the Roman road to, Romans road to salvation. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I, but when the power... Listen, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he gives you supernatural abilities. Supernatural abilities. Unexplainable. Supernatural. Outside of the realm of, of, of this world, of, of, of the natural things that we see. I, I've experienced the supernatural in my life. I remember I've told this story before. We were at a vacation here at the La Costa. We see a baby that had drowned in a jacuzzi. Wasn't breathing for five minutes. The Holy Spirit comes upon us. My wife says, go pray for the boy. I, and I feel the Holy Spirit say the same thing. So I go pray for the boy. And I began to speak life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. And I saw the boy come back to life. The Holy Spirit gives you supernatural abilities to do things that, you, that are, are not about you. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you momentum. And all these abilities are imparted to us when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes upon you for the building and the edification of the church. But you and I are the church. It's amazing. You see, you see Peter. Because, you know, we talk about the church being a church, a house of transformation. And, and you see what, what, what makes room for the transformation to happen is the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter's denying Jesus. We talked about that. Then all of a sudden he's preaching so boldly and, and powerfully. He just experienced the power of the Spirit of God. I know for me, I've been transformed at this church. 
I, I think completely different than the way I thought six years ago. My mind has been renewed. And not that I've already arrived or attained all that there is. No, God is still transforming me. This last year has been the most trans transformational year of my life. In my leadership and how I talk and how I see as a friend. Like all kinds of things. Keep changing and transforming. When I came into this church, I came with like a spirit of performance. Like I wanted to perform and, and like, you know, be like this really cool guy. And, and I'm telling you, I, that God has transformed me. Like, I don't care about that anymore. I, I came with like a, a people-pleasing spirit, and I really cared about what my leaders thought about me. And listen, I still care, but, but it controlled me. It had like a grip on my life. And I can tell you, and I saw it just a few months ago. Um, I was um, hanging out with Pastor Jurgen, and he challenged me on something that I had said. It didn't come from a spirit of faith, but more from like, like, like a natural type of, of solutions to bring, you know, results to something. And he said, oh, that's, I don't know what that spirit is, where, where that came from. It's not from the spirit of God. And listen, I, it, had that been, had that happened six, seven years ago, that would have taken me out. In fact, I thank him. I said, I, I said thank you, pastor, for bringing that up. That, that really, like, grew something in me. A few days, a few Days ago, we had a challenging, I had a challenging conversation with Pastor Colin. He's one of the men that I've allowed to speak into my life. And, and he's spoken to say he wanted to speak into my leadership. And he's saying things. And listen, I, it was hard to hear. I, how many of you like to hear, like for someone to be like, hey, you need to change this, this, and that. The way you're doing is not right. Like, is that like, yeah, yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> I'm so happy, man. This is amazing. It feels so good. But if you have the wrong lens, you can see, you can begin to think, oh, I suck. I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. But I can tell you I've been transformed because I was like, okay, I see what he's talking about. This is going to help me grow. There's transformation that takes place because of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why you and I need the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Listen, I, I've, I've seen it in my life. I, I saw when we launched the business, I, I saw the power at work. We 5X the company in six years. And, and I just got my best friend. I said, hey, come, let's build this together. We build a team. And we began to see momentum and things began to happen. But I can tell you, I was crying out to God. I launched that business on a word from God. I knew the power of God was on me. When we went into politics, things began to click and happen. And people came together. Ernest was there, created one of the most amazing videos that made a splash nationwide. The Republican Party of, the, the, of, of all of the U.S. saw the video. They were so impacted by this. I mean, things began to come together and saw the momentum and and things were happening. We gathered between two years. We raised almost $300,000, over 150 volunteers. It was unreal. It was not me. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. What about you? Come on, somebody. What, what, what if you began to, to look at your life with the, the power of God and, and the power of the Holy Spirit and everything that God wants to do in your life? Are, are you with me? What if you began to look through the lens of God? What can you do with me? How can you use me if I begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? Acts chapter 2, then Peter, listen to this. Peter and, and John are preaching and, and they want to put him in prison. And the Bible says that, that the, the religious leaders were like so impacted by the authority by which they spoke. And they said, oh my gosh, these are untrained men, but we've recognized they've been with Jesus. They'd been with Jesus, but they had received the power of the Holy Spirit. 
because they had been with Jesus before and they had been with Jesus before and Peter denied him three times but then the power of the Holy Spirit comes and now they're bold and speaking they don't care if they get thrown into prison what happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? Listen, some of you are about to be unrecognizable in your sphere. Come on, wherever you are in your workplace, even the experts, who, the so-called experts of your field, wherever you are in the workplace, they're going to be like, what the heck happened to me? I've recognized you're a different person. You look different. You talk different. You say things differently. There's something on your life. And they can't explain it, but it's the anointing. Come on, somebody. The anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit on your life at work from the inside of you listen rivers of living water coming from you with wisdom and understanding and revelation that you could never explain but is the power come on the power of the holy spirit at work in your life and your family and your children come on children are coming back to the lord prodigals come on you're going to begin to prosper in ways that you never thought because of the unction of the power of god it's what the holy spirit does some of you are facing impossible situations that you're thinking, gosh, how could I ever, how could this ever change? But you see from nothing to something. Peter, from denying to preaching. Come on, there's so much. Natalie said from depression to healing. From poverty to prosperity. How could this ever change in my life? Listen, I don't have the answer for you, but the Holy Spirit does. We need the power. And, and, and listen, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself upon you. He's a person. You might be here this morning, you might be like, oh, you know, that sounds awesome, but um, I'm going to check, check it out. I want to challenge you this morning. Give the Holy Spirit a chance. Let Him come into your heart. Embrace Him. Welcome Him. If He wants to give you the gift of speaking in tongues and, and prophesying and walking in the power of God, take it. God, do everything. I know what my life was like without the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, watch this. Acts chapter 4. So the church started. Persecution begins. Which, by the way, if, you're, if you started something and you're experiencing persecution or opposition, it's normal. Don't, don't feel, I love Pastor Leanne just said it the other day. She said, a lot of people think that opposition is like, oh, God must not be into this because I'm facing some walls. I'm hitting some walls. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, the stiff arms and, and like they, they don't, they don't want to do this. No, no, no. Listen, do you, was the church of God, was the church not, 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 was Jesus not building his church? Was the church of God not a thought that was heavenly, that, that God was started, that God was in? And they still experience opposition. The Bible says that the spirit of this world is at enmity with God. When you're walking in the power of God and the works of God, don't be surprised by opposition. It's at enmity. The spirit of the Antichrist is coming against you. But listen, greater is he, come on, that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, I got the anointing of God to prosper. I got the anointing of God to conquer. Come on, the men of God and the women of God will conquer in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's the church of God. That's 
why I come to church. That's why I'm like, I can't get enough because the unction of the anointing gets me ready for Monday morning. And I get up and do my meetings and face the challenges. But you know what? I have the power of the Holy Spirit that changes things, that brings results, that gives you wisdom, helps you solve problems. The power of the Holy Spirit is not just for, for Sunday morning. It's for your life to take with you. Come on, when you're facing a problem, you begin to speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. I hadn't thought about that. I can't tell you how many times in business God has given me solutions through the praying and speaking in tongues. This message, Annika texted me Friday at 10 a.m. Hey, what's the theme for the message? We're so excited for worship. I said, hang tight, I don't know. God, give me a word. Yesterday, 10, 11, I'm literally on my face to the ground. God, give me a word. I got nothing. I put a timer on my, on my phone, 30 minutes. I'm speaking in tongues. Holy Spirit said another 30 minutes. I'm just speaking in tongues. And then I texted Annika. I got it. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to preach on the power of the Holy Spirit because He wants to change our lives. He wants to change His church. He's taking us to a new level. Come on. Filling our hearts with faith and vision and anointing. Come on. Equipping you to take over your giants. There's more. There's more. You ready for more? Acts chapter 4 verses 29 through 35. Now Lord, look on their threads. This is now the disciples praying. Listen to this type of praying, how it changed. Look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they was assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitude, listen to the results of the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 32, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had, had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, there was no poverty. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each as anyone had need. Somebody say vision builders. The results of the power of the Holy Spirit, listen to this, according to this passage, they were of one heart and one soul. There was beautiful unity. There was beautiful unity. Listen, I'm sensing some people have offenses here this morning. But the power of the Holy Spirit has a power to heal, to bring restoration, redemption. Come on, to release forgiveness to everyone. They were of one heart and one soul. There was a release of spirit of generosity. Every, everyone brought their proceeds and, and they, were, they, they were bringing at the apostles' feet and so that everyone who had need would benefit from it. There was great power to witness. There was boldness. There was great grace upon them all. Listen to this. The power, the, the word grace is, comes from charis megali, which means charisma. charisma. Grace had, that had something great in it, magnificent and very extraordinary. There was evident fruit of this grace in all they said and did. 
there was honor on them, there was favor on them, there was excellence on them. Matthew Henry, the theologian says, everyone saw a beauty and excellency in the, in the disciples and respected them. There was great grace upon the church because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I want to prophesy right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's going to be great grace upon the church of awakened church. Come on, great grace falling, great grace, the favor of God, the anointing of God is coming. People will, won't recognize us in the workplace, in the marketplace. Like Daniel, he was recognized seen 10 times better than all of his peers because of the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to take this to your home, come on, to your family and your children. Wherever you are, whatever your assignment is, the power of the Holy Spirit can come upon you. so good I want to end with this Acts chapter 19 I'm going to par paraphrase it can we have the worship team come up if you can all stand we're going to sing a song we're going to worship together and ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us oh Pastor Marco I've already been filled with the Holy Spirit well did you not read Acts chapter 2 they got filled in Acts chapter 2 and they were again filled in Acts chapter 4, which tells me that the filling of the Holy Spirit has no end. You can get refilled and filled and filled for the assignment at work. What if there was a new beginning, come on, coming to you? What if there was a Genesis waiting for you? Come on, I feel life on this. There's a Genesis awaiting some of you. You're about to start something. Someone's about to start something new and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to shock you. It's going to be like nothing you've ever done before because you're going to be under the unction of the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, can someone say amen? Acts 19, Paul is now traveling, preaching, and he gets to the church at Ephesus. The church at Ephesus had been converted by the eloquent preaching of Apollos. And there was, the Bible says there was only 12 people there. So Paul comes and he recognizes, man, this church is not growing. This church is small, it's weak, and powerless. And the first question he asked, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they said, we haven't heard so much as if there is a Holy Spirit. When Paul says, well, what baptism were you baptized into? If we have the scripture, just put it on so people believe me. Acts 19. What baptism were you baptized into? Well, baptism of, of John, baptizing people into repentance and forgiveness of sins into the name of the Lord. He said, oh, Paul goes, just wait. And he begins to lay hands on them. And the Bible says, let me read that scripture as the last verse. When they, verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul, verse 6, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 and all. Now watch this. That church in Ephesus exploded afterwards. It became one of the most powerful, famous churches that took over Asia Minor, a part of Turkey. What's the difference? Oh, they just got more skilled and more competent. Oh, they went through seminar and, and training for pastoring. Oh, they studied the scriptures and, and sure, I'm sure they did. The difference was the power of the Holy Spirit.
Come on, if you're hungry to see growth in your life and multiplication and anointing, come on, in favor, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. The worship team's going to lead us in a song, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to feel the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right, let's do it.
I know the Holy Spirit is here this morning. We're going to pray in just a second to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But if that's you and you want more, you want more of the Holy Spirit, or you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit maybe for the first time, you want the gift of tongues, the Bible says that when we speak in tongues, we edify ourselves and, and we pray. It's pretty much a supernatural language of praying. It edifies you. It, 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 the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. you per, it's like you pray perfect prayers that you sometimes can't understand, but sometimes the Holy Spirit just gives you the interpretation. If that's you and you want more of the Holy Spirit or you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, we're going to have our ministry team up here and I just want you to come to the front and you know you want the power. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Just go ahead and come. We're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands on you like Paul laid hands on, on the church of Ephesus. And you're going to receive that power. Come on, it's going to be so impactful for your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just receive the Holy Spirit right now. Will you fill us up, Holy Spirit? Jesus said, if you be an evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And we're asking you for more of the Holy Spirit right now. And in the name of Jesus, come on, I declare, and we'll be filled. We'll be filled. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.